Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor, and I'm so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode where we are talking about how and why you should celebrate more after 50. Yes, I said celebrate. I think it's a big deal, and I think it's a good way to spend the next few minutes together doing whatever it is you're doing. Are we walking together today? Doing the dishes, putting on makeup, or even taking a shower together? (laughs) That one cracks me up, but I had a call with someone this week who cracked up herself as she told me that we did this together, because that's when she listened to the podcast, when she took a shower. So funny. Ask yourself, do you like to celebrate? Do you consider yourself someone who celebrates on the regular? When you think about the concept of celebration, what comes to mind for you? For me, the first thing I think of is confetti. Isn't that funny? I looked it up and it turns out that the custom of throwing things at celebratory events has been going on for hundreds of years. And confetti has come a long way too. People used to throw things other than rice, candy, and paper. And environmental and animal safety concerns were also raised with throwing rice and certain kinds of confetti that aren't biodegradable. Now, there are so many additional, beautiful, eco-friendly confetti options these days that you can choose from, like freeze-dried flower petals. So much fun. So if you want to throw something when you celebrate, there are some really good options for you. Now, you don't have to throw confetti every time you have something to celebrate, but I think that would be totally cool idea. (laughs) Just always have it in your purse or your pocket, like sometimes you carry around a dog treat just in case. It's like that. Always have some confetti in your pocket just to, you know, woo. (laughs) Anyway, think about what it feels like to throw confetti and be in that space where confetti is being thrown. How does that feel? Happy, exciting, hopeful, energetic, cheerful, delighted, fired up, exuberant, thrilled, fun. You know, so many of those kinds of emotions. It's, It's good. It's so good. Who wouldn't want to feel this way more often? And what I also want you to think about today is why you might want to find more to celebrate about in the first place. Now, even at your age, now, even with everything going on in the world, and now, rather than someday, when X or Y happens. I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and I could see the idea has been building over the last few years. The more I thought about it, the more I could also see that I've been thinking about this for decades. Now, the second thing I think about when I think about celebration is the phrase glass half full. Does that phrase have meaning for you? It's used to kind of summarize a general mindset or view about the way someone looks at the world or a specific situation, either as glass half full or glass half empty. It's often asked as a question to help you see if your view is more optimistic or more pessimistic. 
So the question, is the glass half full or half empty? It illustrates that there are different perspectives and ways to look at things and perceive situations. As a listener of the podcast, you can probably see where I'm going with this. How you look at things, that is how you think about things, situations and circumstances, is optional. Your beliefs about the world create your mindset and beliefs are really just like a collection of thoughts. And many people identify themselves as tending to be more pessimistic or more optimistic. Do you think of yourself this way? Which one are you? Your thoughts create your feelings, even though it can feel like you're just one way or the other, period, right? Like it's part of your DNA. Even though it seems like that, it's not really true. Your beliefs are thought-based. So when it comes to this concept, I've always considered myself a glasses half full kind of gal, even though sometimes I find myself thinking that I have no business having that kind of a mindset because my childhood was particularly difficult. But I really do. I consistently see the world as glass half full in general, right? Because my thoughts typically create that for me. So it's not my DNA, but it is because of the way I think. Not always, but often. Now, as you understand so much about mindfulness and the concept of thinking on purpose, you can really see that thinking is optional, right? You've been a listener of the podcast, you've been learning and understanding this more and more, and it gets easier to see. So what that means is that even though I see that I usually think about life as the glass is half full, every time I think it, it's actually a choice. Your thoughts are up for discussion with yourself. <laughs> Just because you think it, it doesn't have to be the end of the story. You can learn to manage your mind better and better and supervise what's going on up there. Now, I just wanted to set the stage for a bit of this conversation, right? Confetti, just because it's an image that pops into my mind when I think about celebration, and the common question about life circumstances, is the glass half full or glass half empty? Those are the two things. Those ideas are going to help us get in the mood to talk more about the art of celebrating your life more after 50. And I have some exciting news. This episode is sponsored by my new book, 50 Ways to Celebrate Life After 50. Get unstuck, avoid regrets, and live your best life. We need this too as an antidote to all of the negative societal messaging around aging. So if you're thinking, there's got to be more out there for me, or wondering, why can't I figure it all out? Or I don't know what I want. I just want to get to it already. And I just want to get unstuck. Or if you're asking yourself, how can I have more fun when turning 50 or being over 50 is such a bummer? If you're thinking any of these things, this little book will help you. 50 Ways to Celebrate Life After 50 will help you change the way you think about midlife. Each chapter is filled with upbeat, encouraging midlife goodness. No matter what's going on in your life, you can usually find a way to turn up your creative volume and celebrate a little bit more. Inside, you'll learn six different areas of your life that are important to celebrate, why midlife is the perfect time to invite more celebration into your life, and 50 powerful and easy ways to celebrate your life after 50. There are also 30 journal prompts and room for you to jot down your thoughts and reflections so that you push yourself to understand your mindset about this time in your life. 
Celebrating more like this helps you get unstuck, avoid regrets, and embrace what's truly possible at any age. 50 Ways to Celebrate Life After 50 is available now at your favorite online bookstores. All right, so here is what happened with the book. As I mentioned, I always knew I thought of myself as a glass is, you know, half full kind of gal. But now I see that my thoughts are the reason that I feel this way. It's the reasons I feel the way I do. It's become more and more obvious to me as a coach because I now challenge all kinds of personal beliefs and help other women do the same sort of challenging of their own on the path to being more intentional with their lives. Learning to think on purpose this way, it's the most beautiful gift you can give yourself, in my opinion. It's the gift that keeps on giving. This kind of thinking and thought work, it gave me the idea to take a closer look at the relevance of celebrating traditions in midlife. So back about 100 episodes or so ago, (laughs) I interviewed someone about why you should celebrate traditions in midlife. And that someone was my uncle, and the episode is episode 78, Why You Should Celebrate Traditions in Midlife with Bob Schneeweiss. It's also one of the few times that I've had a guy in as an honorary woman in the middle on the podcast. Anyway, I've watched him over the years excel at the art of celebration. He is really good at it. He looks at all kinds of things as a reason to celebrate, to commemorate, to note in a more significant way. He sees small moments and larger type moments as celebration worthy. Why? Because it's fun. Because it makes you feel more alive and more grateful. Because it makes you laugh. Because it's meaningful. And because it helps focus on the present moment. You may have heard me talk about this before. But he has a cool New Year's tradition of identifying his top 10 days of the year every year. At the end of the year, he sits down and starts to reflect on the year and makes a list. And then when he confirms his list, he emails the people in his life who contributed to that top 10 day expressing gratitude. And he files the list away in his drawer. This stack of lists would probably make a great book. (laughs) And if this little idea wasn't cool enough, he shared a bit about what happens when he notices that he's on the brink of experiencing one of these special days. He used a word once to describe a bit of his process, and it really stuck with me. So he was talking about what happens when he realizes he's in the middle of actually experiencing a potential top 10 day of the year. Because of this regular tradition, he sensitized himself for awareness of what it feels like. And when he senses it, he actually makes a decision to amplify it. That right there is intentional celebration. Come on, can you imagine that? So after his interview, I was really thinking about it. And then it happened for me too. It was January 2019. I was at a business retreat in Huntington Beach in Southern California, and I planned to go on a whale watch the day before the retreat started. It was the first time I was meeting the other women in this mastermind, and I was ready to go on the whale watch alone, but I knew it would be more fun with a new friend, so I asked in our Facebook group if anybody wanted to join me. One of the women did, so we went ahead and zoned in on Newport Landing Whale Watch, 
and I figured out which time slot would work best, and that's when I noticed something really interesting. VIP seating. My eyes lit up. Better seats, better viewing, fewer people, closer to the captain and staff. Sold. And away we went. And now remember, I'd never met Sessa, my soon-to-be whale-watching companion. We only knew each other online and on Zoom. We met at the hotel just after she got out of her taxi from the airport. To our surprise and delight, we were wearing the same color jacket, which was bright pink. We looked like twins, except she was about a foot taller than me. (laughs) We laughed about that too. We made our way to the boat and got settled in with our binoculars and our drinks. We took some selfies. We got to know each other. There was so much energy. We were gabbing nonstop. The sun was shining. We were heading out to sea and watching some sea lions frolicking about. It was beautiful. I was so happy, completely enjoying my time with a totally fun new friend. And then I felt it. It was a tingle. It was an energetic tingle. It was palpable. I heard myself thinking that this was going to be a top 10 day. I could tell. I could absolutely tell. It reminded me of whitewater rafting in the Grand Canyon. There's a sound you hear. It's a feeling that you get when you're like approaching a big rapid. It's coming and you know it. You can't stop it. I had that kind of feeling. And then I remembered what my uncle shared about his personal practice of the art of celebration. He amplifies it. I got it. I understood what he meant. It's like capitalizing on the amazing. And I was all in. I made sure to experience it fully. I would be more present, ask the guides more questions, be more vulnerable and engaging with my new friend. I would laugh more. I would focus more. I would be more of me, all of it. That's how to amplify. And I think this is just such a great example of how to celebrate. So let's briefly review why. When I first arranged to go on this business retreat, it didn't include a whale watch. I was sitting at home going, hey, isn't Huntington Beach on the water? I mean, it's got beach in the title of the town. (laughs) So my first action to create more celebration and joy was to check out the whale watching action where I was going for a retreat, go a day early. And then my second step was to invite a stranger to have more fun. My third step was full on amplification when I got that feeling. So you can go from zero to celebrate and look for more ways to do it. And you can recognize a celebration and amplify it to make it even better. Now, these are just some examples and ideas, but they illustrate the point that once you prime your celebration muscle, you can easily welcome more celebration goodness into your life. So about my little book, 50 Ways to Celebrate Life After 50. Last year, I did something to prime my celebration pump. I continued to think about that word amplify, and I chose it as my word of the year. Do you do that? It's kind of like, you know, you might do a vision board and and it's, it's common to think of a word of the year. So I did it and it was Amplify that year. So I'm kind of new to a tradition like this, but I like it. It's a single word, it's easy to remember, and it can inform and shape your goals and vision for the year. It helps you focus. January 2020 started off with a glorious bang. I amplified all kinds of things. I amplified my personal insights about my calendar, 
and schedule and how it needed to change. I challenged myself to amplify my goals for an out-of-town retreat in Palm Desert, California by looking for more cool ways to go multi-sensory on the lessons. I ended up incorporating feeding giraffes into the theme of reaching forward and up. And I also invited my best friend from high school to be the yoga instructor and teach a short class out in the desert. I was giddy with my plans and how I watched myself and encouraged myself to create them. And I amplified my ability to leverage an opportunity to create even more fun by recognizing that the place I rented for my retreat would be the perfect place to also get together with some of my favorite colleagues for a personal retreat. And my whale watching friend was one of the participants just after my mastermind retreat, the one that I was hosting. So that whole month felt like a celebration to me. Now, for sure, the rest of 2020 didn't go as planned, as you know, and I'm not minimizing that. But identifying that word amplify definitely helped me up the celebration ante over the year. And that's when the idea came to me. Maybe this little idea was book worthy. So that's what I explored. And that's what was hatched. A tiny book about 50 ways to celebrate life after 50 specifically in six areas of your life. And I think these six areas are pretty important actually and have become obvious to me now that I've been working with midlife women since 2014. These six areas have come up again and again for me and for many amazing women in the middle. These six areas of your life are the ones that are definitely worthy of more celebration and they are the following. Your age, your self-care, your passion, your relationships, your professional self, and your empty nest. And as I said earlier, I like to think of the little book as a slice of upbeat, encouraging midlife goodness. I share six short personal stories that help illustrate why I think it's important to celebrate more in these areas of your life. I also talk about why it matters to celebrate in these categories, and I also give you 30 interesting questions to ask yourself to dig a little deeper. There's also room to jot down your thoughts and answers, and of course, there are 50 easy ways to celebrate life after 50. It's a book that's easy to read and easy to apply to your life, and if you're curious enough, your path forward could also include more laughter, insight, commitment, and an open mind to create and allow more happiness. How great is that? I mean, really, ask yourself, if not now, when? What are you waiting for? Why wouldn't you want to celebrate more? This whole celebrate your life thing is really important too, because it's so related to common regrets. And you know, we're always trying to regret poof our lives around here on the Women in the Middle podcast. (laughs) Happiness is a common theme in the research about regrets. Sometimes it gets mentioned as not being spontaneous enough or just plain and simple, not having enough fun. It's kind of like you hold yourself back sometimes from doing things you know will make you happier. Can you relate to that? It's a reminder that happiness is a choice. And that's because happiness is a feeling and it's created by a thought. 
So when you create a mindset that is full of the belief that your life is a cause for celebration and that it's a worthy activity for you to prioritize, it starts to become easier for you to also get your head around how important it is to celebrate on purpose. This is an excellent example of something you can think on purpose too, something you can create on purpose. And that's really my challenge to you. I want you to come up with even more ways to celebrate your life after 50. Let my 50 ways only be the beginning. Trust me, celebrating more like this helps you get unstuck, avoid regrets, and embrace what's truly possible for you at any age. And now is the perfect time to turn up the volume and amplify opportunities for more celebration in your life. Again, the name of the book is 50 Ways to Celebrate Life After 50, and your copy is just waiting for you. Actually, it can't wait to get into your hands, your heart, and your head. (laughs) It's kind of a mind, body, and soul reference. So if you're ready to celebrate more, let's do this together. Okay, that's it for this episode. As you know, my focus as a midlife coach is to help you waste less time spinning and feeling stuck about aging, about empty nest, about relationships, about your career, about being more compassionate towards yourself, about all of it. It's time to get excited about your life again. For show notes and links, head over to www.coachwithsusie.com. To buy the book, 50 Ways to Celebrate Life After 50, go to www.50waystocelebrate.com or your favorite online bookstore. Let's do this, ladies. It's time for you to put yourself first, one celebration at a time. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. 